Hallelujah. 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 What are you expecting today? What are you expecting today? See, the God we are talking about, he has no limits. We put a limit to what we want. You see, if, if I say I want a loaf of bread, God says my power is able to provide a loaf of bread because that's what you want. If I say I want the whole bakery, guess what? He does not come and say, no, Joe, you don't need the whole bakery. He comes and he says, your need, my power is able to meet your need. You determine your need. He is your unlimited source. Yes. Unlimited source. He, he, hear what uh, Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20 says. He says that God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you think. All that you ask according to his power that works in us. Uh, Brother Sam. Amen. According to his power that works in us. Now, when he says God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all, what he's saying, it's, it, when he says exceeding abundantly, it's actually one word. It's, it's actually one word. The, the, the Greek word there, it's energeo. Energeo means to go beyond target. Yes. To go beyond target. So, God is able to do Exceeding above, exceedingly above all that we think, all that we ask, according to his power that works in us. He's actually saying that he is able to exceed your expectations. He's able to exceed your expectations. So when you are asking for one, he says that my power. My, my, he's saying, I, I made this example, I said to someone that maybe you are calling me, you are saying, come and help me uh, carry 10 bags of cements. And when I, I say to you, no, I'm coming. Then when I show up, I come with a caterpillar. You will think to yourself, man, I didn't say 10 pallets of cements. I said 10 bags of cements. I don't need a caterpillar. But that's how God shows up. That's how God shows up. When he shows up, he comes to do exceeding, ex exceedingly, abundantly above. Exceedingly, abundantly above. Because, like what pastor, you see, you can't preach after someone just came and, and, and just preached. Oh. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. No, I'm not a miracle worker. <laughs> Praise be to God. Hallelujah. I mean, I mean uh, Brother, Sam's, Brother Sam's testimony, it's a preaching. It's a preaching. That's the faith, faithfulness of God. Hallelujah. Because in his testimony, he's telling you that, hey, I was not praying. I was sleeping. I was out. There was no crying out to God on my part. Actually, the people that were carrying me are the ones who were praying on my behalf. Isn't that the faithfulness of God? That God does not depend on what I do for myself? Isn't that the faithfulness of God? That he does not say, bring in 10%, I will bring the 90 
Oh, no, no, no. Hallelujah. God is saying that, hey, trust me to do it for you. Ah, come on. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 12. The Bible tells us about how uh, w- 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 was it Pharaoh? Pharaoh is no, it can't be Pharaoh. It's Herod. It's Herod. Praise God. Hallelujah. Herod took James and he killed him. After he killed James, he saw that ha, ah, the Pharisees and them, they were happy. And he thought, let's take Peter. Let's go and kill Peter. And right there during Easter, he was preparing himself to kill Peter. Now the church realized that, ah, this guy is serious. He has already killed James. Now he's going to kill Peter. What does the Bible tell us? The Bible tells us that the church began to pray. The church began to pray. When the church began to pray, as they were praying, the Bible says that there was a knock on the door. I'm just, I'm just, do you know that story? You know what happened? The church was praying. Peter was in prison. He was, he was bound up in prison. Right there. Peter was also not praying. Well, at least the Bible does not tell us he was praying. Praise God. Hallelujah. Peter was sitting in jail. And right there, an angel, the Bible says that an angel came in and it said to him, wake up. Immediately after that, Peter stood up and the jail, the, the jail doors were, oh, oh this, this angel went on to open the jail doors and Peter followed him. Praise be to God. The Bible tells us that he only realized when he was out that that was an angel of God. After that, he runs to the house. When he gets to the house, to, 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 to where all the disciples and, and, and the apostles were, when he gets there, he knocks. A young girl runs, and she goes to open the door. When she gets there, she opens, she sees Peter. And she's like, ah, Peter, closes the door, closes him out, runs, and he says, hey, stop praying. Peter is outside. They say, ah, man, Rhoda, you are too small for these things. It is Peter's angel you saw. You see, we are praying. There is too much power. You are seeing angels. Rhoda, don't say it's, it's Peter. It's an angel. But it was Peter. What happened? The prayers of the saints. The prayers of the saints. I'm saying to you, God is faithful. God is faithful. God is faithful. He does. He is not saying bring your part, then I will do. No, he's saying depend on me. Depend on me. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You see, the, the problem with us, the problem with us is that we are too engaging. We are too engaging. When things happen, we want to put things together. You know what I mean? Like when, when there's a problem, I want to know what am I going to do tomorrow. I want to know who am I going to call. I want to know what do I need to put on the table. Do, 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 are you familiar with that? Amen. You don't just want to leave it all up to someone. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But what God is saying, he's saying, hey, depend on me. I am faithful. The word faithful, when you start, this is my preaching. I've, I've already started. It's just that I started from another angle. So he's a bit confused as to where I am and where am I going. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So the word faithful, when, when, when the Bible says in First Corinthians chapter 1 verse 9, you can put it up. Glory to God. 
the Bible says there, it says that God is faithful by whom we are called into the fellowship of his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. The faithfulness of God, it is actually what got the job done. Follow me. The faithfulness of God is what rendered you to be helplessly dependent on God. The faithfulness of God is what God has already accomplished for you to just stand perfect in that. He's saying, not your works, but my work. He's saying, not your doing, but my doing. He's saying, not your righteousness, but my righteousness. He's saying, not your goodness, but my goodness. That's the faithfulness of God. He is a faithful God. That should say to you, I end today to try and make it work. I depend on him. I depend on him. I depend on Okay, pastor, on what? On spiritual things. On, no, no, no. Not just the spiritual things. On, on, on natural things. On the fact that you need, you need to have a job. On the fact that you need to eat. On the fact that you need your marriage to work. On the fact that you need your kids to, to, to prosper in life. Amen. You depend on God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. The kind of prayers you make, it, 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 it's, it's like, what's his name? Who stood and he said that, Lord, I do not know, but you know. It was Ezekiel. He said, Lord, I don't know, but you know. The same with Moses when he stood before the Red Sea. And he said, hey, these people are crying. I don't know what to do. And God said to him, Moses, come on. Take that rod and open the Red Sea. Hallelujah. Depend on God. He is dependable. He is dependable. Not only is he dependable, he is loyal. Some of us don't know loyalty. We don't know it. <laughs> Amen. Because the best of friends, they can just throw you under the bus. <laughs> like really throw you under the bus. <laughs> you get crushed bones and everything under the bus. Praise God. But God is loyal. Where do you see that? Look at how he was with the men he walked with. Abraham misses the mark. Abraham and, 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 and Sarah. Sarah thinks to herself, Ah, man, sweetheart. A.B., man, I ain't going to do it for you. There is Hagar here. Maybe that's what God meant. And they get Hagar. And there was Ishmael. But look at God. He comes. He does not erase the mistake. He says, I have also blessed him. But my plan still continues. That's loyalty. That's loyalty. He's saying, I disregard your mishaps. I am not going to falter you. I'm not going to kick you out. No, I have already blessed him. But my plan still remains. God is faithful. God is faithful. God is loyal. You see, sometimes we believe it when we see it in the scripture, but we don't believe it about ourselves. We are too hard on ourselves. You think, no, I missed it there. I'm, I'm, I'm still missing it where I am. <laughs> you know, I'm, 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 still, I'm still, 
You know, I'm, I'm not standing where I am. And God still says to you, it's okay. It's okay. Amen. Someone may say, Pastor, but how? How do, how do we get this? So he's faithful. When I miss it, what does he do? Does he, does he call or, uh, at me, on me, English people? <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, does he, does he come out and say, don't do it? When you read in the Bible, the book of First Corinthians chapter, chapter 1, or, or let's just say the whole letter to the church of Corinth. The church of Corinth was, was a very good church and very messed up. In the, in the church in Corinth, you had a guy who took his father's wife and stayed with her. In the church of Corinth, you had people who, the moneyed, Wanted to hang out with the moneyed. Messed up church. But at the same time, in the church of Corinth, you had a church which is uh, enriched with all gifts. Enriched in knowledge and utterance. It is the only letter where when the apostle Paul was writing, he went into depth where the giftings of the spirit are concerned. He spoke about the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, uh, prophecy, tongues and interpretations of tongues, the gift of faith, and, 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 and the working of miracles. He, he, he went into depth. He made sure that these guys understand why was he doing that. It is what they already had. He was just saying this is the operation of it. Alright? But at the same time, there were troubles. There are troubles. The first problem he addresses, he says to the church, he says to them, some of you say you are of Paul. Some of you say you are of Apollos. Some of you say, no, we are of Christ. He says, why? Why is there so much strife amongst you? But you see, I like where he started. He said, God is faithful. Who has called you into the fellowship of his dear son? That shows you that you know what? As people, we may have our own issues. But God remains faithful. What he has done remains. What he has done is the real deal. Praise God. Your mistakes, your mishaps, they do not discount you from what God is doing in you. So that says to me that when I deal with you, I should be aware that I am not just dealing with the what? The tent, the outside. There is what God is doing in the person. That's why Paul will write and say that we do not know any man according to the flesh. We don't judge a man according to what we see him doing today. Praise God. I usually tell people that you see me making a mistake today. Don't think that tomorrow I'm still in that mistake. Because just like that, God changes my story. Come on. He has done it many times. You remember that king? That king that when, when he sent out people to go into war and he went and stood by the balcony. You remember that story? You, you know it? <laughs> stood by the balcony, saw someone's wife and he decided, no, I'm not enough with what I have. Let me add some more. On that, he even killed the, the woman's husband. And mind you, he was a king. 
All he needed to say is die. You come here. You are my wife from today. But what, God, what did God do? He's loyal. It is that same man, Brother T says, so, that he says about him that this is a man after my own heart. You are still, you are still counting his mistakes. God has moved. God has moved. God has gone far ahead of you. Praise God. So when you deal with a believer, be careful. Tread carefully. Because their mistakes are not held against them. God is a justifier of them all. Hallelujah. When he forgives, he forgives to their uttermost. He has separate, separated us from our sins as far as the east is from the west. You can't trace their mishaps. He removes them. Far from them. He's a faithful God. He's a faithful God. I want to leave you with this. There's a story in the book of Daniel. Chapter 3. Praise God. Hallelujah. We find a story there. Uh, it, it's actually, it's, it's, it's a very nice story. You know why? Because one of the boys there is actually my namesake. I think he got the name from me. But we'll, <laughs> we'll, see, <laughs> we'll see about that. So, they Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Amen. So, in, in everything that I'm going to say about them, just think it was Abednego, okay, who was speaking. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Now, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, uh, there was a law passed by the king to say, everyone, when they hear music, when they hear a sound of, of, of music and, and drums being played and so on, everyone must, must bow down to worship. Now, check... Uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they did not do it. And someone went and said, oh, king, there are people here, three boys, three Hebrew boys. I like that because when they say three Hebrew boys, you know what the Bible is telling you? It's telling you that they learned about the God of Moses. They know Genesis. They know, uh, they know Exodus. They know Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. They know about the judges. Amen. They know about the acts of God. It's important for you to know that because if you don't know it, you will think that they were just too smart. No. They knew. They read. They knew what God did in those times. Okay? So now, here, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they are brought before the king. Now the king says to them, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the moment you hear the music and the drums and everything, I want you to bow. If you don't, you're going to be thrown into a burning furnace. I like how they answer there. Now, if you be ready that at what time you hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, suckbird, uh, psaltery, and dulcima, and all kinds of music, you fall down and worship the image which I have made. Well, but if you worship not, you shall be cast the same hour into the midst of a burning fairy furnace. And who is, listen to that, listen to that. And who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? Ah, I, I can imagine them. You see, I was there, partly. <laughs> Amen. Go to verse 16. Then they say, Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer you in this matter. Verse 17. If it be so, our God, we serve. He is able 
to deliver us from the burning furnace. And he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. See, this was not, ah, give them another chico. No, this was, you want war, we'll give you war. Because he said, I will see who is that God who will deliver you out of my hand. So now, in their response, they say that our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning furnace. And he will. No, no, take note of that. He is able. He will deliver us out of your hand, O king. Go to verse 18. But if not, hmm, if not, if, if not, if he does not deliver, hmm, could it be, could it be if he does not deliver? You just said that he is able and he will. You, you are saying to me, go, I want you to get rid of that one peg and make it six pack. And I am able to do it. And I will do it. Let's meet tomorrow six o'clock in the morning. Five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Five o'clock in the morning. Right? So, you are able and you have already committed that you will do it. All right? In that you are able and you will do it. Okay? So, then, if not, you're not a man of your word. You are shaking. You're too weak to be a God. So we need to go back. Go back to verse 16. If it be, no, verse 17, sorry, thanks. If it be that you throw us into the furnace, our God is able to deliver us from the furnace, and he will deliver us out of your hand. Showcase, showcase, faithfulness, sure. He's true, he's sure, he's dependable, he is loyal. Go to verse 18. But if you decide not to throw us in, don't think that we will retract our stance. Come on, come on. If you decide not to take us and throw us into the furnace, don't think that we will also retract on our statements, on our convictions. We stand by our convictions. So you decide to throw us into, the issue here was throwing in or out. <laughs> Amen. You throw us into the furnace or you decide not to be it known. Okay, that we will not serve your gods, nor worship the golden image which you have set up. So they were not saying, ah, let's buy us time, king. Buy us time. Give us some time. Let's go and think about it. They were saying right here, right now, let's finish this thing. If you decide to throw us in, God is able to deliver us and he will deliver us. But if you decide that no, the furnace is not ready, don't think that we will shy out. Do, can you see it? When he says to you, or when the Bible says, but if not, he's saying, but if you decide to not throw us into the furnace, it will still be known that we are God. 
we are of God. We will not give honor and glory to any other. Why? Because we have found him to be faithful, loyal, dependable. Now, in this, I love this story because it shows us that where God is concerned, you will always know where he stands. He will deliver. He's able to deliver. He will deliver. Can I say he's faithful? Can I say he saves to the uttermost? Can I say there is no dark or blue days? God is always constant. Stand there. Stand there. Praise God. At times, the things we are asking and believing God for, at times they take long. At times they do. And I'll tell you why. You see, when you are asking God for something, he's not just looking at what you want, but he's looking at preparing the person for what they have asked for. Most of the times, God works on the person, in the person, more than he works on what? On what the person has asked. Case in point, Elijah. Elijah, look at where the conversation starts. The conversation starts with God saying to him, I will send rain. Okay, you will send rain. Then he goes and he does everything he does, kills and all that. Then he comes back. When he gets to the mountain, why is he still praying for what God said he will do? Who needs convincing? Is it God? Did he not say, I will send rain? Most times, when it takes long, he's working on you. He's working on you. Because some of the things that we ask that Anama Tebula are to, for us to consume on our lusts. The reason why I desire that car is because my friend drives the same car. The reason why I want to live in that estate or whatever, it is because someone I know lives there. Or it's because of some social status. Then as you pray, I usually say this, that the moment you start praying, you start feeling funny about this thing. No, man. This thing, it was never really in me. I don't know how I got myself into that. The next thing, it's not even that. You're forgotten about it. But if really it is something that is in your heart, you will find that it is even becoming easier and easier for you to get there. Why? Because he's working what? In you. On you. He's a faithful God. Let's stand together.